buggy as it chucks it on down the old fairway singing the cow boogie in the Well, hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Did you forget to turn it up? <laughs> I think so. Right. Well, we're, we're here now, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. What's up? Oh, my God. This week. This week has been nuts. Oh, my gosh. I know for you, you too. And, yeah, on your little crutches. I'm like Holly Hobbit. You're just hopping around. It's not a good look. No? No, it's, I can't do anything. I can't I can't carry anything. I can't I can't carry it. I went to Starbucks and ordered it, and then I just stood there like, now what? <laughs> I I'm like, like, now, now what? Can I you do? carry this and for me, please? The woman on the counter was like, uh, I'm so sorry. I don't know, know what to do for you. I'm like, I, I don't know what to do either. Like, what do I do? I guess I just stand here I and I drink just it. chug it right here. So I just stood there leaning on my crutches, <laughs> hanging on there like a fucking rag doll, drinking my chai tea. Does every like day task take like five times longer? Um, it took me an hour and a half to take a shower today. <laughs> <laughs> the water was only running for four minutes. <laughs> but it took me... Oh, <laughs> poor you. I have to put this like leg thing on that's it's, it's very spacious odyssey it's very mm. weird i don't know well it's almost over january 4th <laughs> good i hope you heal up nice and i know how well. about you you you've been busy at work right yeah work is just crazy we had our little um company holiday party this past week i feel like san francisco is really the only place where you can smoke weed at your holiday party with your coo shut up no literally i was like passing my vape around with like the executives of my company okay i'm like only in san francisco <laughs> I love it. That's true. <laughs> well, welcome to Really Queen Radio, part of the House of Pride Radio family. And we are live from San Francisco, California. I'm Brian Kent. And this is Jay Wilkerson. Hi, Jay. Each week, we're exploring a new musical artist that's helped to influence and form LGBTQ culture as we know it today. So the show is basically born, if you haven't watched it or heard it, watch it. I hope you're not watching it. Are you looking at your fucking radio? The show is born out of a conversation that Jay and I were having where I asked if he knew this particular artist who was playing. He was like, like, really queen really queen i have no idea he had no idea and i was like um well some this is someone you should know he's a gay man but like how would you know unless someone taught you so that's why yep. we're here doing really queen radio and we also like hearing from you so if you want to call in anytime during the show you can call us at area code 415-550-0511 you can also check us out at really queen radio.com and on instagram at really queen radio <laughs> Okay, so Jay has no idea who the artist is going to be. Nope. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to preface this today's, today's episode with this. You know, we've been looking at a lot of pop artists, but there's okay. obviously a lot of musicians that have influenced the gay culture and gay community that are not necessarily disco or pop. pop. And so, you know, um, you'll see kind of maybe why I chose this particular artist. But I thought we'd kind of branch away from doing the disco and pop stuff and see okay. if maybe um, you knew this kind of this this particular artist and um, right. it kind of coming from a whole different direction, okay. but absolutely one hundred percent like diva legendary, legendary okay. in the gay community. Okay, okay. So I'm going to start with a song. Um, this was one of her um, really big songs that most people will know. And I again, I won't be surprised <laughs> if you don't know this, but you also know musical theater. Like you've yeah. done musical theater, uh-huh. so they have a little bit of background there. So yeah. you, you may you. May May, or you may not know it's from a musical, and then you'll be like, oh, really, Queen? Okay. okay. All right. All right. Are you ready? I'm excited. Let's do it. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Oh, my God. Here we go. 
my starch collar and my high top shoes and my hair piled high upon my head. I went to lose a jolly hour on the trolley and lost my heart instead. With this light brown derby and his bright green tie, he was quite the handsomest of men. I started to yen, so I counted to ten, then I counted to ten again. Clang, clang, clang went the trolley. Ding, ding, ding went the bell. Okay, I have to take my heart medicine because guess what? I knew this one! <laughs> Jay, who is it? Judy Garland! Yes, oh my god. Uh, that voice is so, like, I, I immediately hear it and I think Wizard of Oz, like, just so good. Right, right. Yeah. So a lot of people, though, don't know. Do you know what, do you know what movie this is from? No. So this is from Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh, okay. Which Meet Me in St. Louis, I don't know if you ever saw it. I actually just watched it recently. I, I obviously heard of it and I heard all these songs from it, but I hadn't really seen it. And I was like, you know, let me just watch this. And it's yeah. really, actually, it's a really great movie. And there's some amazing tracks from the from the movie that really made some history. So, yeah. um, you know, let's 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 talk a little bit about her for a second. First of all, <laughs> a few interesting facts. So her name isn't really Judy Garland. What is it? Francis Ethel Gum. <laughs> okay, right? Bless her heart. If, Bless it, her if heart. my name was Francis Ethel Gum, I would call it. myself Judy Garland yes, as well. Yes, you would. Um, <laughs> so, you know, she was obviously she was a singer. Obviously, she was an actress. She was a dancer. She started mm-hmm. out in vaudeville with her family, with her sisters. Oh, wow. Which is very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So... Really, if you think about it, okay, she worked nonstop for 45 years of her 47 years of life. She died at 47. She died very young. Oh, wow. Yeah, she died of an overdose. What? barbiturates yeah she had, really? a, she had a very long um, kind of rough battle I mean if you think about being a childhood star yeah. and all the things that came with that which we'll talk about in a little bit mm-hmm. um, she had a lot of a lot of problems she committed su- tried try to commit suicide twice she um, had oh, an alcohol no. problem and obviously she had some problem with drugs which led to her eventual um, That's death so crazy mm-hmm. because like I didn't even know any of that oh yeah, yeah. she you know yeah so you know she um, in her in those 45 years of working in the industry she made 32 feature films four TV specials 26 episode television series countless TV desk, wow. g- guest appearances and 100 singles and more than a dozen albums and hundreds of radio shows Whoa. I mean this is a woman who career whose career basically started at such a young age and just never stopped and I mean, just she, sounds like all she did was work she shoot that's all she did was work which yeah. you can imagine why that would lead to drinking uh, totally and, and and, and alcohol and, and, oh my and, and abuse and stuff like yeah. that. So um, she received tons of awards during her career. Um, she was nominated twice for an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. Um, she got an, a special Academy Juvenile Award. Do you know what a Juvenile Award is? No. So an Academy Juvenile Award, I just I just found this out, is when the Academy basically um, you know gives an award to someone who's under 18 years old but who they feel has done something exceptional oh, in, okay. the, in the film industry. So yeah. she got that award in 1940. She won a Golden Globe Award. Um, and she received a special Tony Award um, for one of her concerts. Anyways, the con- what she got two Grammy Awards for were her concert, which was called Judy at Carnegie Hall. She was okay. actually the first woman to win a Grammy Award for Album of the Year with that live recording. So first woman ever to win Album of the Year. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was... That's that, amazing. Yeah, that was 1961. Yeah. So, you know, she's done. She's got so many things. She's got like two stars on the Walk of Fame. She was on a postage stamp. I mean, the girl goes like, she's got, she did like, she got the Grammy Lifetime Achievement. Achievement Award. I mean, you know, it just doesn't go on because she had such an amazing career and was such a talent. You know, she had, um, she had, she was married five times. What? And she had three kids. But you know who, you know who her famous daughter is? Like the real, well, there's two, but the one who's really famous. No. What? I don't, I don't know who her kids are. Okay. Her daughter is Liza Minnelli. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and her other daughter's Lorna Lefter. You probably don't know, but no, she's no, also no, no. an actress and stuff. But Liza Minnelli's like the big one yeah, that I yeah, think yeah. that I think every um, everybody knows. So um, let's just you know let's that play let's play um, let, let's play. Well, first of all, I want to say that one of the songs that she sang was listed on the 100 best songs ever in history. And what? yeah, and it was this one. My impression. Yeah. You are Judy Garland. It's the blue dress, girl. <laughs> I love it. It's the blue dress. Um, so, sorry, we're having a little technical difficulties with that, the sound. So, just bear with us as we work through this. Everyone knows the song. Everyone knows the song, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. So, she was cast in this role in 1938. And what's interesting is that she was not the first choice. Really? No. Any ideas? You probably, I mean, you probably no. won't. Uh, no. I won't know. Okay. So the studio chief, <clears throat> Mr. Mayor mm-hmm. of MGM, Metrical Mayor, um, mm-hmm. he first wanted to borrow Shirley Temple from 20th Century Fox to do the role. But okay. you could kind of see yeah, that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. they, but they were like, no. And then um, <laughs> no. and then they asked this this other actress named Dina Durbin, um, but she was unavailable. So it ended up in Judy Garland being cast. And well, look at that. She's the perfect Dorothy. Yeah, that song is the is listed, what I was saying earlier, is uh, the 100 Years of Greatest Songs. That, that was listed as one of the tracks. Um, that makes sense when you think about how often that song has been covered. It's oh, yeah. Like, Hundreds. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Almost too many times. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, girl, we've heard this. We've heard it. But yeah, I mean, totally. She, you know, she, I can imagine like being that young and, and the things that they, you know, back then, girls had to be a certain way that a look, so they made her yeah. wear, she was like a baby. They yeah. made her wear a corset. And they also, in some, they made her wear this thing on her nose to give her nose more fullness. Like they, they actually changed her what? appearance, which you can imagine at that young age, like that's going to make you start feeling insecure. Yeah, totally. She was going to school on the lot. Uh-huh. With um, Ava Gardner and and Elizabeth Taylor, who were like natural beauties. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's in a corset and wearing a nose piece. <laughs> you know what I mean? They had her. They had her wearing removable caps on her teeth. Ooh, yeah. And the and the rubberized discs to reshape her nose were like. I mean, what would you? I mean, yeah, that's yeah, messed up for that's a kid. Depressing. Now we wouldn't do that. Now you'd, you'd be in jail yeah. if you did that to a kid. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She probably was just like sitting there hating all these like fabulous young girls when she had this like nose piece and teeth in. <laughs> but little did she know, little did she know that she was going to become, you know, what she was going to become because yeah. of that role. Do we know how old she was um, with Wizard of Oz? Like, well, she was cast, it was, she was cast in 1938. 
Okay. Right. And so she died at 47. And so um, she was born in 1922. So you do the math. 2232. Yeah. She was like 16. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, she was a baby. But remember, she had been performing way before this with her yeah, family. So her she's been life. in the business. Yeah. But this was like her first time, you know, really getting, you know, getting getting a big role such as this um, that really put her, I think, on, on the, the map. map. Yeah. Um, she went on to do other films besides The Wizard of Oz. She did Meet Me in St. Louis, which I just talked about a little, ago, a little uh-huh. bit ago. She did a movie called The Harvey Girls. Um, another mm-hmm. movie called Easter Parade, which is a musical. Mm-mm. Um, heard of it with Fred Astaire, and um, and yeah, so she also did Summerstock, which I'm going to um, play something for you um, from Summerstock now, which you may or may not know this, but um, tell me who she's singing with on this. Okay. Okay, or don't tell me who's singing with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the problem. Oh, here we go. That's the problem. We're having oh. some really technical difficulties tonight, and I'm not sure what the deal is. All right, here we go. Shout hallelujah. So let's sing the song. Come on, and have you again. She's singing with no i have no idea jay why do you never know this Anything. woman no you know things you just don't know this particular woman every time she does a duet with someone you're like i don't know I don't remember know. last time when i almost fell out in my chair when you did not know who donna summer was singing with barbara streisand yes is that who she's singing with? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. She's, I told you. Okay, so that actual rendition is when she had her TV show, The Judy Garland Show. Okay. And Barbara Streisand was kind of new and upcoming, and she came on the show, and she uh-huh. sang this song, which is in the movie, um, Summerstock, and she sang it as a duet with Miss Judy Garland. Well, they sound beautiful together. They sound amazing. Yeah. We have a caller on the phone. Should we take a call? We have a caller. We have a caller. Hello, caller. You There's this Patrick from Atlanta. Yes, it's Patrick from Atlanta calling in for the for the great show. Just talked about Miss Judy Garland. Hi, Hi Patrick. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so cute and the duet and everything. <laughs> talk to us. Talk to us. No, I was just thinking about the whole you were talking about Judy Garland and how they were made her do all these things and and you know the show business industry has always made women little prostitutes out of women, but they still right. do it nowadays. I mean, if you look at those female beauty pageants. It's like disgusting. They're wearing slippers. They're yeah. wearing fake eyelashes. The fake they teeth. They little mini, mini like prostitutes. So totally you know, mini prostitutes. That's. I mean, <laughs> that's true. I think. I think in that world, you're absolutely right. I think. I mean, it's disgusting, right? I, I watched yeah. that. Sh- I, I watched that show once or twice, and it was like too close to home for me. But um, oh, yeah. well, because my parents did that to me. I had flippers and everything. Anyway, <laughs> it, I totally want to see those pictures. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my God! Matter right? Fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna scour the internet now. Right, Brian Kent, <laughs> beauty queen. <That's> for porn. <laughs> right, just see me with some flippers and a fucking weave. Well, thank you for I, calling in. I mean, we love talking to people, and we love that um, you called in. And you're right; it's so true. Like, I mean, it's just changing how people look so that they'll accommodate, you know, the eye of the general public. And it's a it's a big thing in the industry, and it's a big thing as a performer in general that you have to have a certain look and you have to look a certain way, or they won't like you. I mean, there's so many talented That's people out there. True. Right, that have probably not made it or not gone for it just because of the way that they look. What was her name? Um, what was her name on um, on American Idol? Uh, Susan Boyle. Oh, oh yeah. wasn't uh, she like a perfect example? Like, there's a voice, probably never would have gone anywhere because yeah. of how she looked. Yeah, and then people find like, what the bitch can sing. I think that's America's Got Talented, and you know that they're bringing ba- her back. They're as, doing like an all star, like a like the winners are all competing. Oh my god, they're really? They're doing yes. a basically world got talent, but they're calling it America's Got Talent. They're using everybody from all over the world. Yeah, and they're bringing Italy, them back. Spain, Russia, but they're calling it America's Got Talent. I can't wait to see Susan Boyle. Wow. <laughs> Wow, right, boys! Y'all have fun. Great, great show. Can't wait to hear the rest. All right, thank you, Mister. Thanks, Patrick. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah, that was cool. He's right. He's got a point there. She She's does got, got a point. point. She's got a point. So I want to play the theme song from uh, Meet Me in St. Louis because this is a big song. But you can maybe get an idea of, I don't know, maybe what the what it was about, and um, and and also just you know just how much that movie, which I, I never knew when I saw that movie, how many tracks actually, you know, came from that film that were, you know, kind of, kind of went places. Here's, mm-hmm. here's, um, here's one, here's the title song from it that she sings at the beginning of the film. Meet me in St. Louis, Louis, meet me at the fair. Don't tell me the lights are shining. Any place but there We will dance the hoochie-coochie Hoochie-coochie, baby I will be your tootsie-wootsie <laughs> Tootsie-wootsie Sounds like a <laughs> lactose intolerance nightmare <laughs> Tootsie-wootsie <laughs> So what do you think, Jay? I'm glad you know her At least you know who she is And I love that you that you recognize the voice Because that's important yeah. I mean, any gay queen today should know I mean, her voice. Yeah. No, I, I mean, granted, there's probably a lot of things about her you don't know, don't. but at least you yeah. knew about um, her. Yeah, it's like when you hear that that tone and that voice and kind of that vibrato that she has. I mean, it just stands out. Um, but you're right. Like I did, I don't know her career. I don't know everything that she's done, and I definitely didn't know that she struggled with like mental health issues and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, because you just see this beautiful positive like mm-hmm. character on the television so it's yeah. it's interesting to hear um and by the way we apologize for the sound stuff it's not it's not us it's just this rundown studio <laughs> <laughs> we're doing the best we can doing people. the best we can people i'm standing here with some two thumbtacks a paperclip and a dream <laughs> trying to keep this thing together but you know so in 1950 after 15 years with mgm she was released from her contract because okay. mostly because of her personal struggles she had erratic behavior she was showing up late to sets uh, she you know she mm. was just very very became very difficult to work with because yeah. of her addictions and her problems and so, um, you know, that was, a, that was a hard blow for her. But in 1954, she starred in the musical remake of A Star is Born. Really? Did you know that? The movie? Uh-huh. Oh, So no. she was the first 
star in A Star Is Born. So A Star, okay. Bo- a star Is Born was originally written. Yeah. Okay, so there's been three movies, right? Yeah, but there, there was actually, there was actually uh, we were kind of a fourth because originally there was an original which wasn't a musical movie, right? So it didn't uh, really do anything. So she okay. actually was the one that set that in motion and became the very first actress to be in the, in the musical. In the musical, okay. In the musical, A Star Is Born. And then of course after that, Barbara Streisand did it and then after that, now recently Lady, Lady Gaga. Okay, I didn't know that. Yes, kind of interesting, um, interesting uh, fact. And she, have you actually seen the Star Is Born, the, the the latest one? I still haven't seen the latest one. You still one. haven't seen it. Nope. Uh-huh. Well, you don't have to see it because I've given it away like ten times. I know. To right. you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she dies in the end. Um, <laughs> so you know what's interesting? She got she got paid a hundred thousand dollars plus fifty percent of the profits to do that film, which back then was a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, do actors get? Like part of the she profit was Judy, today. She was Judy Garland. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's like, yeah, you're going to give different. me part of this profit. <laughs> right. So her husband at the time, Sidney Love, they actually produced it through their own production company because obviously I told you she left MGM. Okay. Um, but Warner Brothers supplied the, you know, the funds and productions and facilities and crews, but her production company on her own was the one that actually put it t- together. Um, mm. So it was a huge undertaking, but it was something that she really wanted to be able to come back and, and make her mark. And she received a nomination for Best Actress for it. Oh, wow. Yeah. She didn't win, but she, but she definitely received nomination um Robert streisand won a golden globe golden globe for it she didn't get an an, an academy or an oscar yeah but she did win um an academy for um let's see it was for for the best song for evergreen oh okay and now lady gaga's in the running she was just nominated for a golden globe and more than likely she's going to be nominated for an oscar yeah so it's kind of cool that this this role has been filled by women who have brought it to the table and really brought their a game enough to win these types of awards and be and be um i want to watch the other ones i want to see how different they are well you know what's interesting so you know each one is about them right so Lady yeah, Gaga's about, is yeah. about Lady Gaga, right? Yeah. And hers is about her and Barbara Streisand's about, about Barbara Streisand. Yeah. So the songs are different because it's it's to their their story and their time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, wouldn't it be interesting to see the same kind of like the, the, the framework of the movie, but about yeah. three different women? Um, does the... Does the guy die at the end of each one uh, uh spoiler well, i guess you just gave the movie away alert. from me you are such a fucking bitch i've done this 14 times with you yeah you have <laughs> you think by now or maybe by the i don't know 11th you would learn but instead you keep giving it away and now i you know said, that he dies he dies in the other one what about our what about our audience and our fans what if I'm they sure, haven't seen it i'm sure wow. they have seen these renditions okay before the lady Gaga whatever version. um so <laughs> That really sucks. Let's <laughs> let's talk for a minute about why she's a gay icon because she is a gay icon, right? Yeah. I mean, every gay man on earth knows who she is. Every gay man on earth loves her and wanted to be here. I mean, we have slangs like, have you ever heard of the term, um, he's a friend of Judy's? Mm. Okay, so this was used back then, yeah. right? Years ago, about yeah, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. are we friends of Judy? To like, basically, it's like when you say, when alcoholics say, I'm friends of B- Bill W. Are okay. you a friend of Bill W? That's yeah. like their code for, are you a friend of his? Mm. So friends of Judy was a way of saying, are you gay? Ah, mm-hmm. interesting. And and yeah, they, they used to call her, I think it was the advocate that called her uh, the Elvis of homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> like that was her title. She's the Elvis of homosexuals. Yeah. So what do you think, what do you think made her such an icon besides, I mean, besides just her? I mean, what do you I think mean, it I was? I don't know. I don't have really any idea. I mean, the, the, the culture back then were, were people even... I mean, I you think everybody would be like scared to even say that they're gay back then, you know. So well, she wasn't gay. Well, not her, but like, 
I'm just saying, like, does she have any gay friends or like? Yeah, she actually she actually had a lot of gay friends, which is which is part which is part of this. So her here's an interesting thing, a little fact, a little tidbit. Um, her father and other like you know other significant people in her life um, <clears throat> were said to be gay. Her father, you said? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Her second husband, Vincent Minnelli, was rumored to be a closeted bisexual. <laughs> she's just, she is a fag hag. Yes. Yeah, she's she's just, she's turning hag. them around. Yeah. And, you know, she would go to gay, she would visit gay bars with openly gay friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and and she made sure that her handlers at MGM were gay. Like, yeah, I mean, she was totally gay friendly. But I think the bigger picture, I, I'm, I'm kind of feeling and guessing, would be, you know, her personal struggles. Like, here is this diva who, who seems to mirror a lot of what gay men had to struggle with in terms of like how they look and did they fit in and and uh, you know unfortunately or fortunately a lot of drug uses and drug addictions and stuff like that so i think that there's yeah. a lot a lot of that 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 has uh, you know things in common um if you look at even the wizard of oz like think about it the first person that she accepts unconditionally is the sissy cowardly lion or right? the scarecrow uh, Right, the scarecrow. Well, the well, the, no, this the the lion is the sissy one. Yeah, but He's the scarecrow the is kind of like. Well, go. They're all gay. <laughs> okay, I mean the yeah, Tin Man and the true, Tinsel yeah. Toe Tin Man. Yeah, um, it's true. Right, mm-hmm. uh, and also you. This is kind of fun. So some have suggested the connection between the date of her death and funeral, which is June twenty seventh, nineteen sixty nine, and the Stonewall riots, which happened the next day in the early hours of of the twenty eighth. Okay. Now I'm not saying that's why they happened, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously, but but some are saying you know that kind of like helped to fuel the anger because she was gone and whatever. Also think about the rainbow flag. I mean, somewhere over the rainbow and the rainbow flag, you know, not necessarily for sure, but her performance of that song has been described as like the sound of the closet. Think about that. So somewhere over the rainbow Mm. basically talks about like, you know, somewhere else where there's a land that's happy and free, but it's not where you are right now. You know, it's funny because when I was, you know, younger and struggling with like coming out, I would. I, I, I related to that song like exactly like that. Listening to that song, I would think of like somewhere over the rainbow, like being free. And, uh, I would think about that. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Right. And yeah, I think that's, that's part of, I think that's part of why so many gay men, you know, really, really kind of pulled to her and mm-hmm. understood her. Yeah. Um, you know, as I said, she was plagued by years and years of addiction to drugs and alcohol, which uh, eventually led to her death in London from a barbiturate overdose at only age 47 years old, which is really, oh, really too much. So tragic. before I wrap up, I'm going to wrap up with this. Um, <clears throat> so there's a song that is super famous mm-hmm. um, that was famous because of basically what uh, she did with it. So there was these songwriters by the name of Hugh Martin and uh, Ralph Blaine who wrote a song called Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Okay. So they wrote it for her movie, Meet Me in St. Louis, again. Okay. Um, and along with a bunch of other songs for MGM, they were basically writers. So the song began with this medley um, and they, they found this tune that, that they thought was kind of cool. And then they were like, this isn't going to work. And they threw it in the waste, waste basket. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, the, um, the, the director of the show had heard the tune and said, no, 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 this is this song is too good to throw yeah. away. Don't throw this song away. And he went literally into the wastebasket and found the song and pulled it back out. <laughs> right. This is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So the original version that they first had come up with um, was kind of kind of downer and, and sad, some of the lyrics in it. Uh-huh. Um, that so, so much that Judy Garland decided to refuse. She refused to sing it. And she said, like, if I sing that, little Margaret, who, who's the character in, the, in Meet Me in St. Louis, uh-huh. will cry and think I'm, I'm some horrible monster. Yeah. And so the writer, he was, who was young then and kind of arrogant, 
arrogant, was like, well, I'm sorry if you don't like it, Judy, you know, but this is the way it is. And I'm not really going to write a new lyric. And so Tom Drake, who was um, Judy Garland's co-star, he was the boy next door, went over to the writer and said, you know, like, look, you've got to finish this song. It's it's a great song, potentially. And I think you'll be really sorry if you don't finish this the right way. So he went home and um, he wrote, he rewrote it and he wrote the version that was oh, in the yeah, movie yeah. and that we now hear, hear today. today. And so if you think about the fact that she was kind of, she put the song on the map. She made this song that everybody Every, everyone knows. knows yeah. um, famous. That's, I had no idea. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. It's completely crazy. So we're going to try to play, um, we're going to go out by playing this song. Um, I'm going to play the whole song. And um, hopefully this, um, this connection will behave. <laughs> but I want to, first of all, thank um, you guys for listening. Again, yeah. 30 minutes is flying by. So um, subscribe to our podcast and make sure you share with your friends or share it with your enemies if you don't like people. Um, don't forget, we're on Instagram at Really Queen Radio. Our website is reallyqueenradio.com. I want to thank Tweeka Turner and the House of Pride Radio, which is coming up next. And um, yeah. Jay, we're going to see you next week. Next week is our final week of season one because we're going to take a couple weeks off for the holidays and then we're going to come back with season, season two. two. All new Ooh. and improved. Season two, Brian and Jay go to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. Baywatch. We're going to do it on our bathing suits. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have all kinds of exciting things coming. So hopefully this thing will behave. And we're going to uh, see you next week. And thank you so much for subscribing. Bye, everybody. Bye, friends. We'll see you next week. Next up, House of Pride Radio with Tweeka Turner. Bye-bye.
That was uh, really Queen with Jay and Brian. Uh, Brian, who was that? Judy <laughs> Who was that? I'm that was Whitney Houston, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that early Whitney, she sounds like very like commercial. <laughs> it's the holiday season. Oh, my God, you guys, you do such a good show. Folks listening to Really Queen, don't go anywhere because House of Pride continues. Uh, but if you do want to go and want to hang out in the castle tonight, do go to Brian's next gig, which is at the Edge. Edge. Are you going, Jay? Yeah, I'm always there. She's always there. New school Wednesdays. Are you going to be singing a song? Chris- no, is it Christmas Carol night? We're going to be singing Judy Garland. <laughs> yeah, it's, she, she's stuck in your head. You've been introduced. Yeah, you know. somewhere over the rainbow. It's so, it's so thoughtful, like Brian is a... Um, transposing his knowledge onto the the next generation the youth coming up in the queer world and introducing you to the legends from the past you know and oh thanks brian uh anyways hey brian what's going on at the edge tonight is it uh christmas carol night or is that theme um actually tonight is musical wednesdays i host there every week and uh, we basically uh, listen to all different. I play this actually that that uh, Merry Little Christmas song, Meet yeah. Me in St. Louis. I play that. Okay. But I, you know, I saw Dear Evan Hansen this weekend. You did. And um, I, you know, I know the music, but when you see it like straight through, it it's everything. fucking incredible. Yeah. And Is I'm. This your first time seeing it. Yeah. And so I was just like, I cried the whole time. Yeah. I was there by myself in crutches. End, I looked really pathetic. The end, I was ugly. Crying. Yeah. The, the end is ugly cry. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, you know, it was, it was really, it was really something special. So, so we play stuff like that. that. I'm going to be playing that tonight. <laughs> I hopefully will not be ugly crying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're giving away a bunch of CDs from Sarah Brightman and Andrew Pacelli. So if you're not, if you're in the area, come on down. If you're in the castle, go on over to the edge at 18th and Collinwood. Is that correct? Yes. All right. Yeah, this is such a great atmosphere in the edge, too. Folks, House of Pride continues now. What I'd like to do is play you a number one smash on the record pools, all the way up to number one. It is Amori. He's back on the dance scene with his remake of You Make Me Feel Mighty Real, which is a Sylvester classic. Now, Amori worked with Sylvester way back in their early days as uh, kind of a helping hand. He did some um, clothes. He did he made clothes for uh, Jeannie Tracy. Well, we're going to talk to him, actually, around 7.15 tonight, so don't go anywhere. Let's warm things up, though, with Amori's uh, Smash. There's a bunch of great mixes on it, but I'm going to play the Tweaker Turner mix. <laughs> and that's actually my... I've got, yeah, well, I don't have the other ones, but I will say, go to iTunes and check out all of them, especially Paul Goodyear's remix. is awesome. Uh, here's a little sample, though, a little flavor of You Make Me Feel Mighty Real 2018-19 Amori.
All right, Mighty Real. I'm feeling Mighty Real here. This is Tweaker Turner, House of Pride Radio. My co-host today is Raza. Raza, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Loud and clear. <laughs> Welcome to House of Pride. Thank you. It's nice to have you back. It's a holiday season. I'm Happy sure. holidays. Yes, you too. Well, let's get right into it, folks. Uh, once again, just to reiterate, we had really Queenwood, Brian, Ken, and Jay on from 6 to 6.30. They're off to the Castro now to do their second gig over at The Edge one of our favorite watering holes in San Francisco. But we have a an hour show for you. All right. Yes. This we have fabulous nice. guests in the studio, and we're going to be having fabulous guests on the phone. Shall we go over, Raza, who we have um, today? Yes, let's do it. Okay. Give well, I'm excited to call at 7 o'clock, uh, or actually 7, 7.15. We're not exactly sure because it's live here. It's a, it's, it's a little wiggle room. But John Fisher, he is a one-man tour de force. He has a new play in town called A History of World War II playing. Uh, we're going to see if we can get some free tickets given away. But we're going to be talking to him. He's going to tell us all about it. He's acting in it. He's the director and producer, John Fisher, coming up at 7 7 15 who else do we have raza um let's see what do we have here we have alpha anderson oh right? she oh who is she well you tell me well we went over it already mm-hmm. but i will re- <laughs> reiterate i knew this would happen uh yes alpha anderson all the way over from new york she is the one of the former members of the iconic group chic who can name a chic song raza Mm. all right mm. <laughs> so i can la freak good times oh, yeah. i okay. want your love everybody everybody yowza 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 and more we'll be talking to alpha anderson at seven o'clock from new york but who do we have in the studio raza oh who do we have in the studio <laughs> my co-host is so prepared today i love it <laughs> let me do the honors shall i yes uh, we have Sean Hayes in the studio with us. Sean Hayes, of course, is a candidate for the 17th Assembly District East Side. Welcome, Sean. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on the show. I think this is my third time on the show. I think you may be right about that. And welcome back. We are family. And last but not least, she's back. It's Miss Christina Ladybug Gilmore. Hey, everybody. It's been a minute since I've been back here. Welcome back. How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing fine. Raza? I'm I'm fine, I'm fine, but I'm actually super excited that the guests are here tonight. Yes, it's always a pleasure when actual phys- physicality yes. of mm-hmm. folks showing up for a live interview. <laughs> uh, so we've got folks in the studio and on the phone. Welcome to the House of Pride show. And Christina, will you be performing live for us a little bit later? Yes. That's fabulous. We have a classic live drag performance from Christina and Miss Ladybug Gilmore. We'll be going to stream that live on Facebook, okay? Yes. All right. Yeah. But right now, let's get into Sean's story. Oh, yes. Let's do it. <laughs> Sean, you're running. F- now, this is a big thing. You're yeah. running for uh, candidate for the 17th Assembly District yeah. on the East Side. I didn't know we had an East Side. It's like West End Girls, <laughs> East Side Girls. <laughs> what? Tell us more. Uh, well, um, my candidacy for our Democratic Party at the state level, representing San Francisco on our East Side. Um, I filed my papers last week and have been excited. This will be my third time running for what is called an Assembly District Delegate. And assembly district delegates get to go to the state Democratic Party. Um, They talk to local people in their own communities and represent them uh, there at the state party. Uh, We oftentimes uh, present resolutions and um, 
inspire our Democratic Party to consider policy directions. And for me, and why I'm running is to represent people who have experienced real life hardships and real life disparities. Um, uh, myself, I have been homeless before, and I know what it is to be harassed by the police. I know what it is to uh, face workforce discrimination and some of these other challenges that we have in our society. And for the longest time, being a candidate for these Democratic Party seats, I've always thought that it would be valuable to have somebody who's had those experiences um, participating in a seated position of leadership to represent us. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. Absolutely. And um, what a timely subject, a platform to be running on. Yes. Watching everything that's happening in our federal government with... Uh, um, number 45, we'll just call him. And um, he's so reduced <laughs> he's reduced to number 45. And so that's the downside of what's happening, at least on the federal side. But the upside is that we have a wonderful cast of brand new Democrats that are representing us all across the United States. And um, But my interesting goals are here in California and more specifically San Francisco to bring um, the sort of new blood of representation that we're seeing people like... Um, you know, Miss Cortez in, in New York, who's really talking about, oh, my God, you guys are trying to clown me on my outfit and clown me on how much money I've made before. And you don't think that I am a legitimate person who should be here, even though she won her seat at the table. And so I'm experiencing some of those same interesting responses to, um, you know, being somebody who's been impoverished and homeless and really has done a lot of work to engage that specific demographic to really bring our democracy, bring the those people up within our democracy to make sure that their voice and experiences are heard, but also that we have a position in our platform, you know, the guiding principles of our Democratic Party for at least the next two years, as these seats are for two years terms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, well, voting is on in January. It's coming up. Yeah, January 12th. What are you doing to beat the drum loud? Well, I um, am probably one of the first people to um, be publicly out and talking about their candidacy. I will tell you that I was the third uh, listed candidacy on the California Democratic Party website. That's C-A-D-E-M dot org. And uh, some of my friends have uh, pulled papers and... I some people that I know in the community who have been delegates before will most likely also pull papers. And so it's a really exciting time. Last year, last, uh, election cycle in 2017 it seemed like about 40 people showed up in the east side and so i mean that was right after the november election so a lot of people were like i want to do something this is the m most readily available thing that i could do to you know represent our communities and say from our communities aspect what we want different in our society and so i continue to um get out there and and, and be heard and a lot of people know me but to get elected would be outstanding because it means that I would be in a position of power on the behalf of the people of San Francisco that I have represented in so many different ways and other uh, aspects of leadership. Um, who, who is the current um, assembly district for the East side? Do you know? Uh, so the, this, uh, 
these offices, it's seven uh, female-identified persons and seven mm-hmm. um, male-identified persons or gender non-conforming. The party changed the wording around who could become elected um, in, in these seats because it, it used to be just seven men and seven women. Oh, so there's more than one. It's a group of folks. It's a group of folks. Oh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have uh, people who are elected every cycle um some of them may come back and decide to run again to um continue their leadership in these capacities but is it a yearly election it, or? it's a uh, every two years every two years really does sneak up on us every yeah. two years like oh my god that's happening again and, and this is your third time so three times is a yes. charm as they say well no my first time i ran in the west side of san francisco and so i've experienced displacement and yeah. i won in the west side of san francisco and check it out nobody thought i was going to win that election so for two years you were one of the assembly folks on the west side for a year i was and i'm i I like to think of myself as a very honorable person and and because i had lost my housing and because i had to move outside of the district just Mm -hmm. like any other seat you know supervisor or anything like that when you move out of your area yeah you're no longer technically allowed to represent oh what what an interesting story like it's the real deal so you lost your housing and so you had to step aside from your your assembly position and so you're bringing all of that character and experience with you to the east side yes and the experience of somebody who um you know embarked on this kind of knowing like okay i might get evicted but i'm still gonna go i never start anything well now you know the plight of like uh, thousands of folks in the city uh as the rent goes up the homelessness population increases i think what do you think rosa i agree yeah yeah you know about this a little bit (laughs) yeah christina can you relate to this uh you're, well, you're not even in, in San Francisco, but you... No, I'm, I, but I live in Oakland mm-hmm. since 1983, yeah. moving from L.A. Mm-hmm. Do you so. have stable housing? Well, I have low housing income, because you, I, I guess that's how you say it, something like that. But I lived in Oakland. Well, thank God for that program. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. if that didn't exist, there would be hard times. Like, even rent control for me, I have rent control, thank God. I got in 10 years ago before it got... Sp- crazy expensive here but if i didn't i wouldn't be able to afford to live here honestly right it's a challenge it's a challenge i I love that you brought up homelessness because other projects that i'm working on and and excited to be on the show to announce is that um i created an organization to focus on this in addition to my political work i have nonprofit work and you all on the radio land can't see this but i'm holding up a hat and (laughs) well somebody go live i feel like um it's all related yeah you know uh, the name of the organization is called San Francisco Impact Partners. Because I have experienced a lot of poverty and homelessness in San Francisco, I decided to do something with my perspective to address it from the perspective of, oh, I've been through this before. And so we are working towards organizing supportive resources and supportive resource infrastructure. And so um, in this holiday seasons in, distri- in the Mission District where we are now, but also in the Castro mm-hmm. in the Bayview, we're organizing supportive hygiene resource kits drive so we're working with the local businesses in each community in san francisco to ask them to allow us to have a box Um, it's going to be looking like a a wonderful present and inside this box people can deliver items like soap and shampoo and anything that you can think of that can go into a supportive hygiene resource kit stuff that you need that will um, keep you together and you'll, you'll find those in the Mission in the Bayview and then in the Castro. We have a lot of wonderful partners that are helping us with the, with this. We have Castro Cares and we have Strut in the Castro and Bridgeman is helping as well. In the Mission, we have um, City College. 
We have Manny's, their new um, organization that serves food, and uh, the people who work there are women from the uh, who are formerly incarcerated. So um, definitely wrap around there. In the Bayview, we're also supporting Mother Browns. Um, Mother Browns from United Services Council. They provide a lot of homeless services, and so our goal and effort these few weeks and leading up into uh, Christmas Eve is to make sure that we have care packages to support our homeless population. But while we're there. I'm a political person, but I won't be able to politic in front of them because this is all about nonprofit and service. We are making sure that people are aware who are homeless that they do have the right and privilege to vote. Um, I was able to work with the Department of Elections and ask them, you don't have any material that says how to do this. Can you create a palm card that explicitly details how to be registered and how to vote? And they said yes. And they printed it, and it's been going all around town, helping people who uh, don't have a permanent house know how they can be registered no matter where they are to vote. And I think that's going to be very important as we step into the 2019 and definitely the 2020 election. Absolutely. Let's take a short musical break, and we'll be back uh, with more from Sean Hayes. And then on deck, are you almost ready to do it? For us, Miss Christina, Ladybug Gilmore will be performing live for us a classic drag performance. We don't know what it is. It'll be a surprise. We have (laughs) on our little House of Pride stage out in the green room. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go anywhere. See ya.
All right, all right. We're back. House of Pride Radio. Speaking of family, we've got a nice family here in the studio. Sean, it's great talking to you. And Miss Ladybug Gilmore, my co-host, Raza. But right now, we're going to scoot over to New York City and say hello to one of the former ladies of that iconic group, Chic. It's Miss Alpha Anderson. Are you with us? I am. Hi, Tweeka. How are you? And how are everybody? Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> yes. Well, we consider you now. This is, I think, your third interview with House of Pride Radio. So I yes, think... Yes, it is. I'm honored. <laughs> I'm honored, too. And I consider you part of our House of Pride family. And it's so nice to have you back during the holiday seasons. Thank oh, you for thank joining you. us. You're quite welcome. Well, there's so much going on with you over there. Can you... Uh, can you give us a, a little recap of what you've been up to? It's been a wonderful, wonderful year for me. And, uh, you know, thanks to everyone who supported me during this time. I, um, of course, had a Ramit Records remix of my song, Perfectly Chic. And they had the idea to release it as a limited edition vinyl in pink. I love Yay. it. Yes. <laughs> so that's out. You know, I had a wonderful interview with Christian John Wykane in Pop Matters, and I've got some dates coming up, actually. I'm going to be working on the 29th of December, the Saturday Night Disco Fever concert. That's one hot ticket, Alpha. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's a theater at Westbury here in New York. So if people are here in New York, please come out to check us out. That'll be Norma Jean Wright, Lucy Martin, and me, along with some other really great acts like Lime and Evelyn Champagne King, mm. Elma Houston. <clears throat> please, yeah. excuse me. Oh, sure. Now, what's exciting about that now, you and the other two ladies are the, the former ladies of Chic when it all started. Yeah, yeah, actually we were we were the original singers on those songs, on those classic songs. So it's it's very interesting to uh to have people know your voice necessarily, but not necessarily your name. Um so it's wonderful that we're now beginning to get some um actually get some attention and our names are being known so at some point we will maybe be able to drop the formula chic because one thing now roger said this is you once you're chic you're always chic but we just use formally of because there's a current group out with him that's right they're and, touring right know, now mm -hmm. yeah and they're wonderful and we don't want any um any anything you know any confusion any con that's and then that's all it is because you all of you have remained friends all these years which is an accomplishment a lot of Absolutely. people fall by the you know have some animosity in the group or some you know burning of bridges but you guys have held it together what do you think of that is that just because you're all new yorkers and you, you, there's tough love well you know what it was <laughs> we made some really iconic songs together and we are bonded and we had such a wonderful time it wasn't a really long run but it was a powerful run and the songs that we made we had so much fun uh, recording those songs so much fun together on the road so much fun on the stage you can't forget that it's really become a part of our lives so every time we see each other it's like ah. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's just show some of the children who are maybe not up to par with some of these, those iconic songs. Here's just a quick example. One, two, three. Oh, 
Man, the energy in that song right from the get-go. That was a two million seller and still selling. Yes, it was. It was actually, and it might still be one of the highest selling singles in Atlantic Records history. And uh, I, I was, I duetted with Diva Gray on that song. And um, the way she recorded is that they just told you the time to come to the studio, so you never knew what you were going to be singing when you got there. Right. And I heard that song, and it was like, oh wow, this is this is fabulous. It's it, I re- that song rocked my world when I was a teenager. <laughs> mm. <laughs> many many other folks too. What about you guys? That song also rocked my world. I don't. Uh, I, I mean, I've heard it uh, all throughout my life, and I, I, you saw me dance just a few seconds. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. That, it's timeless. It's that's Sean Hayes. Too. Yeah, the Haynes, song is Sean timeless. Hayes. I love it. Mm-hmm. And Raza, yeah. Um, it's funny the way a song can really like be a part of your personal like landscape as a youth all throughout your adult like that's one of those songs you know that yeah and it's you know it's about 40 years old unbelievable <laughs> can you believe that christina did you ever do a, a drag number two a chic song no but i've always wanted to but i'm thinking about doing that one of these days all right yeah should. it would be fabulous oh yeah of course Uh, ladies and gentlemen here's another example of uh, this iconic group's music check it out a little longer intro hold on (laughs) (laughs) we know it is Yeah. How many times has that song been sampled, huh? I'm telling you, it has been sampled a lot, you know. My only regret is that I didn't write either of those jewels. <laughs> well, you are a writer, though. You Now, you have contributed to the, the band. I didn't know that as a writer. I did not write with the band, but I did last year write and uh, co-produce with uh, Bert, Bert Price, my co-writer, my first solo CD. So after all these years, I have finally begun to write. And um, it's it's wonderful to be able to do that, to express myself. I guess I finally have something to say, huh? <laughs> well, you wrote P- Perfectly Chic, correct? Yes, I did. Um, and what is that song about? It's my homage to that group, to the group that sort of started it all. You know, because of them, I have had... A wonderful run and I'm still having a great run and it's just remembering the times and the, that that we were together well let's the classic music we made. let's check out your new song this is the new one perfectly chic Alfred Anderson Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has that flavor of the chic, um, the the brand sound in it, as well as it should, since you're part of that. Uh, that is the new one. Where can folks download and purchase and stream? Oh, well, CD Baby, Amazon, and download on all digital uh, platforms. 
Fabulous. And if you're interested in the remix that Ramit Records did, they have a store, Ramit Records. Uh, com. It's a it's a Canadian company, so uh, they have limited edition vinyl. But uh, get that one, but get mine. <laughs> get get the original. <laughs> I purchased mine from iTunes. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for. <laughs> I encourage everyone to do that. Support your local artists and Please, folks like Alpha Anderson. Um, I, all right, let's open up the floor. Who has a question for Alpha Anderson? Anyone? I do. Raza. Okay. I have a question. This is Raza. Hello. Hi. How Hi. Are you? So, how is it to to work with Luther Vandross? Uh, it was it was incredibly amazing. Uh, Fonzie Thornton and I were speaking, and he often says that it was Luther Vandross's university, and we were just. Uh, students there and then became instructors in his university because he was so meticulous, so careful about everything. And he knew vocals, he knew performing, he knew clothes, he knew style. He just knew everything there was to be. And he is actually the person that, that I emulate in terms of putting shows together and thinking because he used to always say that people deserve to have the best show that you can possibly have and he would get on stage and say you know we're not going to mess with your ticket money and that's showing respect for the fans who come out and show you so it was an awesome experience i learned so much from him professionally and personally because we were friends right yes yes yeah yeah luther mm -hmm. vandros what a legend um had a big you guys were friends had a big influence on your life did you tell us in one of the past interviews he introduced you to the group chic to absolutely absolutely had it not been for him i never would have had the opportunity to meet mal and bernard so um and we actually went out and provided tour support for the first chic album with norma jean wright and lucy martin of course uh tony thompson bernard edwards and now rogers and when norma left to do her solo career, they approached me about staying on and, and singing lead and being one of the lead singers with Lucy Martin. And that was all through Luther, you know. Mm -hmm. Had he not called me that day and had I not said yes, because I, sometimes I sit down and think about what would have happened had I not said yes, had I not said Luther, you know, yes, I'm, I'm available to do this session. But even then, when Luther Vandross called, I would never turn him down. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good move, Alpha. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'll say. <laughs> um, so the three you view the three original um, members of the band. She will be performing at this awesome disco gig in where's in West something. Yeah, it's Westbury, Long Island here in oh, New yeah, York. Oh yeah, Westbury, Long Island. Westbury. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're excited about that. And guess what? Our first. New Year's Eve gig in Italy. Yay! Papa yeah. Champagne! That's fabulous. I'm really excited about that. Do you get to perform all the big hits uh, at these uh, yeah, concerts? Yeah, that's what they want. That's yeah. what they want to hear, you know. And usually when we work, it's pretty much an, it's an all-hit show. You know, well, you have so many of them. to put in some uh, other songs. You know, as a matter of fact, we're going to start incorporating Perfectly Chic because it actually is our history. It tells the history of who we are. Absolutely. I can totally so, see that like yeah, mixed so well gonna, into it. We're going to really start using that, but P. 
people and actually we're going to try to open with that i was thinking wouldn't that be a good opening song Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah i Great. think so mm-hmm. glad to hear it. and then have it on the merch table for purchase okay <laughs> we, we'll run your it, house it. of pride will come over there and run the merch table for you <laughs> yes, okay. we'll, you know so we'll start there and we'll go back to where it all started yeah you know but we definitely do all of those songs as well as some of the chic production songs like the diana ross songs and the sister sledge songs because we also sang i sang background on we are family the song that you were playing when uh did not know that yeah Yeah. i didn't know that either that's fabulous yeah we sang background on those hits and upside down and i'm coming out okay that's the song now that's a song i'm moving on there one day (laughs) (laughs) well let me tell you oh there you go when we would sing it when i was um one of the lead singers and every time I would sing I'm coming out the let me tell you the children would scream you could hear them from the back of the house screaming yes that's always been a favorite song so we definitely will be doing um, doing that song and some of the others and guess what do you know that remember you may not know but Sheik produced an an album for Johnny Mathis Ah. that was shelved I didn't well, know that. Yeah, yeah, and it's really, really cool. So we got a chance to sing background on that, and uh, it's going to be coming out. They finally decided to release it, and I think uh, it's going to be coming out for around Valentine's Day next year. Oh, oh that's a good time because wow. he's known for awesome love songs. Love songs, yeah. So check it out. It's a chic produced, uh, and for the love of me right now, I cannot remember the name of it. I think, oh, I think it's I Love My Lady. Oh, okay. I Love My Lady. I Love My Lady. It's really, really good. You know, but at the time, I guess people were not, with the record company, they shelved it because it wasn't, you know, Johnny Mathis with his classic great songs, chances are, you guys are too young to probably remember. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can't, I can't assume. Wait, wait. And just for the children here, this is a, a Johnny Mathis classic. Do you guys know this one? Maybe. Wait, here it comes. It. Chances are. Yeah, it's a great, you know, I DJ all these different parties with different demographics, and I'll throw that one on right next to At Last by Etta James, and it's, it's a real beautiful yeah. song to dance to. Yeah, those are, those are classics, so uh, look out for that. I think you'll get a chance to see a different uh, side of him. It's amazing to know how much those guys produce different projects, like the Diana Ross project, Upside Down. I'm coming out. Huge hits, right? Not only yeah. the Chic songs and then the yeah. We Are Family Sister Sledge material. It, these folks were just so deep into it, uh, so hot during that streak. That, Super talented. Yeah, amazing. And still going strong today. It's just amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And the current incarnation of the band is absolutely wonderful. Yes, Kimberly Davis is one of the singers. We interviewed her. I got I got to interview her from Tony Moran, who's uh, you know produces her oh, music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, her single. Yeah, and she's from that New York, really too. That was really hot. I think I can't. Was she from Brooklyn too? You're. I where are yes, you now? Yes, yeah. she's, I'm in Brooklyn, and and Kim is from Brooklyn as well. So, 
That is fabulous. Yes, Sisters in City, uh, New York. That's right. <laughs> so we're going to let you go, but we had agreed that this is sort of our Christmas uh, show, and we were going to go ask um, our guests what is their favorite Christmas song. Um, I'm going to start by saying I know what mine is. I've been humming it all week. It just came up out of nowhere. Every year it just pops out in my mind. And it's, um, oh, holy night. The stars, I don't even know the words. I know, but that's one of my favorites as well. Well, My favorite part is when it changes to when it gets real serious. It's like, down, down on your knees, right? It's Oh, my God, it's amazing. Fall on your knees. Fall on your knees, right? Not down. Of course, I'm going to say down on your knees. Well, (laughs) it works. Oh, hey. We know it. But that melodic change in melody I mean it gives me shivers when it's done right That that's yes. my favorite song um, yeah. oh, okay Alfred it's your turn okay so I used to love those songs and I still do but lately I have really grown to love um, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey oh, uh, oh god you know? that song is like it, it even char- I think it just charted this year as well in the top 40 yeah, I mean, on the a hot 100 talking about a writing and having a winter song but it's just something about it because i like it as, as we get older we really want you know i want love in my life and i'm happy to have love in my life and i think that rather than asking for some other things you know it's a time that really celebrates love and hope and joy and those things are not material things those are things that are intangibles but without these intangibles we wouldn't be who we are so um and you probably didn't expect for me to say that, but um, it's a refreshing, actually, choice. I, I I love it. Yeah, and it's it's one of those songs that you can actually dance. It's a Christmas song you can dance to. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Okay, who's next? How about you, Sean? Oh, oh. Um, I was just thinking about it really, really hard, and I came up with two. I, I'm going to come up with as a kid. Uh, I would always go to my mother's holiday party. I think for three or four years solid, I went to the holiday party. And I would always bring my Alvin and Chipmunks. Oh, God. <laughs> and I mean, we played it every, every time. Until we, until I think I lost it, and then we couldn't play it anymore. Or, and then, you know, I got too old to go to the holiday Your party. family was probably happy about that. <laughs> well, I only played it at her job. It was never played in the household, so I think we were safe there. And, um, you know, for more um, soulful or serious, um, um, I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas probably is a... Uh, Mm-hmm. Um, That's a classic. What uh, artist in particular? Anyone? Or? I don't know if I have a particular artist, um, but I, I like songs like that, and I also like songs like Silent Night because um, they're slower and uh, Silent Night, especially too. So my, I'm going to add that to the list. So I have three. <laughs> so, that, yeah. that one makes me cry a little bit. <laughs> what yeah, about, it, it's sort of between the secular songs and then the sacred songs. Yeah, you know. Christina, do you have one? I don't have one in particular, but I do like uh, Jingle Bell Rock. Oh, that's a cute one. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> that is fun. I like that one too. Yes, honey. Raza, last but not least, you, oh, some people don't actually celebrate Christmas. <laughs> I, I, know, so I guess we should call them holiday songs. <laughs> holiday songs. Oh, holiday songs. We'll, we'll pass. Gonna, well, don't want to put like you the under James pressure. Brown's Funky Christmas. Funky I just, you know. Hey, uh, all right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> dance to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. dancing is good and it's a feel good song <laughs> well we're gonna let you go alpha my god thank you so much for giving us the time to you're quite welcome my pleasure and happy holidays to you and your listeners happy thank holidays. you That's happy nice. holidays you. to you and great success with your upcoming concerts with ladies and uh, we'll talk thank to you in the new year i hope absolutely you will thank you so much let's have a nice round of applause for alpha anderson so Take care, everybody. Take care now. Why don't we go out with the Mariah Carey. And then we'll be back with John Fisher, who has a new play in San Francisco. We'll hear all about it. We'll be right back.
All right, all right. That is a classic if ever there was. Uh, uh, we are back at House of Pride Radio live on the air. Okay. Um, and we have another guest on the phone, John Fisher. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes, welcome. Welcome to House of Pride Radio. Now, just hold on one second because one of our in-studio guests has to leave. That is Sean Haynes. <laughs> Sean, you're leaving? Yeah, I thank you so much for letting me come on the show my third time, third magical number. We wish you the best of luck in your candidacy for 17th Assembly District East Side yeah. in January. Yeah, January 12th. People Go can Sean. come out and vote for any of the wonderful candidates who will be running. Um, and um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with what 17th means uh, for the Assembly District, it's basically... Um, you know, parts of Castro, South of Market, Tenderloin, um, Bayview, um, uh, the Financial District, um, mm -hmm. just to give you a sense of the geographic era that we're talking, the east side of San Francisco. All right. And now, where can folks follow you? People can follow me. They can have a handy little text strategy. So if you pull out your phones right now and were to text to the phone number 55222, I know it's a short one, but that's the number. And then in the message, type H4SF, the number four, and to press send, and then you'll get all my information immediately. My name is Sean, but it's Sean is spelled a trillion different ways, but it's SeanHaines.net. If you Google that, uh, you'll find me as well. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, LinkedIn. You'll find me everywhere. Um, the last name is spelled H-A-I-N-E-S, and that's Haynes4SF, F-O-R. If you look at that, hashtag searching the internet you'll see a whole bunch of videos and photos of me being actively engaged in the community so you get a real good sense of um, how much I care about San Francisco where I was born we're literally about six blocks away from General Hospital and that's where I was born here in San Francisco all right well thank you for joining us for the third time come on back in 2019 I will let's have a nice round of applause for Sean Haynes thank you Yes. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Go, Sean. See you all soon. John saying go, Sean, go. <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> all right. Well, it's been a busy show. Raz is my co-host today. Yes, Raz, hello. Hello. what do you think? Hello, hello. The I'm pace is going really fast. Well, we just got off the phone, uh, John, with Alpha Anderson from the group Chic in New York. Now we're on the phone with you to talk about cool. your one-man show, a Tour de Frost. A tour of the frost, a tour before us. Yeah, so it's it's cold outside in New York. Uh, a history of World War II. Tell us all about it. Oh well, it's all about when I was a little kid. I was obsessed with uh, World War II, and I also got obsessed with Nazi uniforms, which is a very thick thing to be obsessed with. And um, I just couldn't get over all those uh, Gestapo uniforms and all those black suits and all that leather. So it's um, it's show about my sort of weird childhood being obsessed with war and I recreate battles on the stage and I blow myself up and I blow up the audience and the audience makes all sorts of gun noises and explosions so it's very interactive and it's is there blood and, and guts there is blood and guts all over the place and uh, <laughs> that's my kind of show <laughs> it's, it's not disgusting blood and guts it's like edible it's like a good blood and guts Oh, edible, and, like marshmallows? Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 like marshmallow and tacos and uh, whatever, um, salsa. Um, 
Uh, it's just sort of a, a fun, exciting, sort of thrilling show about the Second World War, and um, you know, yeah, the audience. Uh, always, a, always a fun topic to uh, to interact with the audience. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, you know, I just, I just get silly, and I act like I'm five years old again. So it's great. I mean, every night I get to go back to my youth. You know, so and it's at the Marsh. We're playing at the Marsh. Yeah, the Marsh. So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're there. Um, I'm there. Uh, to, uh, tomorrow night and Saturday night, and then we just got extended to February second. Well, that's a good sign. Long. Yeah, because you performed yeah. last weekend, correct? This past that's weekend. Right. We, I started in November, and um, things have been really good. The audience has been great. Nice, nice, friendly, laughing people, and so I'm extended. So I'm really excited. It's been great. Yeah. That's awesome. So. Can House of Pride Radio give away a, one, a ticket or two? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, I, I love House of Pride. House of Pride always covers everything. It's like there's nothing, there's nothing House of Pride doesn't cover. You guys should be great. Like, you know, Where, and, and wherever like, anyone will let us in the door, we're, we're there. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, so those of us who don't get in anywhere else, we get in here. I mean, no, no, House of Pride's great. So one time I was down there, I left from the studio because it's always crazy. It's like insane. <laughs> you should it's come on down. Like, yes, we would yeah, love I, to see you. It's in, not like Johnny Spartan. It's not like a bunch of people sitting around being polite. It's really noisy and rowdy. It's not like a radio station. We try. We're going to have Miss Christina Ladybug perform a classic drag um, number soon tonight on our stage in just a few. So that's exciting. <laughs> I, see, I love that stuff. You know, I love drag. I love drag. Drag's like the best. Drag, drag has fixed the world. Drag has saved the world. <laughs> it has um, saved the world. Honey, I've been, I've been doing drag for almost 30 years now, darling. Damn! Look at you. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, honey. And I and I just turned forty nine in November. Oh, you. <laughs> you have one more year before you explode on stage, honey. <laughs> there's, no reason, there's no reason to go into the five hours. It's just you know, you know, stay forty nine. Oh. I bet you're beautiful. I wish I was down there. Damn. Well, we're gonna okay. stream it live. You'll see it. I'll tag you. Okay, cool. Yeah, Love folks Love listening to us. Get on Facebook. We're going to stream this stuff live. Uh, so, history yeah. of World War II, a one-man show, interactive with the audience. Did some of the folks in the audience put plastic up over their their bodies? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very kinky, very naughty. Um, so, yeah, I'm like on Facebook too. I'm on Instagram, John Fisher, spelled like it sounds, most boring name of all time. And um, I'm on the hashtag the Mars. So I'm all over the place. I put videos of the show on there. You can see me like flying around and doing explosions. And uh, you know, you can see a little bit of the show online. And uh, it's just, uh, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a great holiday show, even though it's not. Yes, fun. yes, it's, it's, it's very holiday-oriented, festive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm totally anti-war. It's just a fun part of war. It's like war movies. That's the only thing I love. I don't like war itself. War itself is gross. Do you lose an arm or a leg in this uh, this production of yours? Uh, that's so funny. I play a character that's got one arm and one le- one, one eye and one arm. <laughs> one arm and one eye. That's actually the guy who tried to blow up Hitler, but he couldn't do it because he had one arm and one eye. It's the stupidest plot. Tried to kill Hitler with one arm and one eye. It's so stupid. So stupid. Yeah, but he tried. He, you know, he tried. A for effort. Yeah, A for effort. <laughs> a, a for wanting to do it. Um, so... Um, yeah, and it's you know, and, I, and I'm queer, so I talk about how you know I, I like you know confuse young kids and all that stuff, and I have all these like weird desires and stuff, and so you know it's all drag. I mean, if you put on a uniform, that's drag too. You know, it's all drag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the, the military are the biggest queens of all time. You know, they're just uh, they're a bunch of drag queens. 
Did yeah. you um yeah. did you always you know, did you have sex with guys in uniforms when you were growing up? <laughs> I wish. Oh my god. Is that a fantasy of yours? Like <laughs> Yeah, my God. Yeah. Police officers perhaps. I wish I'd grown up near a base, you know. No, not no, not the police. The police have never done it. You st- you stalked the the local like army base <laughs> yeah, as a kid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's got to be military. The police, oh, mili- no, not the police. Yeah. No, don't give me the police. Yeah, okay, they're, they're military like, only. Yeah. yeah, I see, I see. Yeah, military. You know the distinction? It's, it's an important distinction. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, but, you know, it's like, you know, I, 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 I'm I, house of pride. I'm, I'm proud. And uh, mm-hmm. my whole life I've been sort of struggling with acceptance and things like that. And I'm, like, uh, old enough where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to do what I want to on stage. And uh, that's why I really admire drag queens and, 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 and trans performers and just like you know let's go on stage and do, tell our stories you know there's plenty of other stories out there you know we need to like we need to get up there and get in people's face fabulous so, yes um, and, and folks John isn't just coming from nowhere you've won all of these awards tell us a little bit about that oh well I won a GLAAD award you know because I'm glad to say that was fabulous I don't know why but um and uh, I've won a lot of local awards, uh, playwriting awards. I'm a director, and uh, I run theater rhinoceros, the longest running queer theater ever. So you know, I'm has that uh, that that theater used to be in, on Sixteenth Street in that right. in that I building? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and where is yeah. it now? It's downtown. We've gotten very grand. We're downtown with the Arcaro in this theater called the Gateway. Oh. So, um, yeah, but you know, we we accept all people. You know, you you, you can come downtown and visit us. And, yes, you know, it's like yeah. if, if you're queer, I don't, I don't, you know, you can, you know, you can get in for two bucks. I don't, I'm not trying to shake people down. <laughs> di- queer mean, discount. I, <laughs> yeah, queer discount. If the, if the tickets pay to thirty five, but you can get in for two. Just, just Tom, Tom John sent you. Um, <laughs> but uh, the current show is at the Marge, which is you know, on Valencia Street. Yeah. At twenty first, which is kind of you. You're on. You're on, where close you? by, Raza. You know where that is. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The yeah. Marsh, yeah. Valencia, twenty first. The play is called A History of World War Two. It just got extended, folks. So we've got to get you all, corral you all to go over, have a real good time with John on stage, and go home with perhaps one of his arms or uh, an eye. Uh, uh, an arm, an eye, a foot, a toe. Mm-hmm. Um, or a thumb, right thumb. A thumb. So, yeah. it, it'll make yeah. a nice stocking stuffer for the Christmas holiday. So, Chris, um, I mean, not Chris, John, we've been asking our guests what holiday song is their favorite, and so it is your turn, sir. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Maybe you'll die proud. I, I know it's cheesy. I know it's totally cheesy. But it's <laughs> Did totally you just not know that it's last cheesy. word? I, I, I didn't know the word. No, I, 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 I didn't know. You know I, uh, Veronica Claus used to sing it for me. Oh, Veronica, yeah. You have Veronica. Yeah. She killed me. And she, she lived in New York. I'm like, what are you doing? She like, moved to upstate New York. She moved like, to upstate New York, yeah. I know. She, she's like, laughed. That's like, uh, that's what's happening in San Francisco. Everybody I love is leaving. <laughs> but um, that was my favorite. And just seeing that Christmas time, it killed me every year. So, um, clearly about Judy Garland. I like Veronica Claus singing it. Mm. She's my favorite. What yeah. a compliment. Yeah. Um, she was my favorite. Yeah, and that's a, good, that's a good one. That's a good song. Good standard. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a double standard. It's, it's, it's. I know it sounds really apple pie and boring, but I love it. Yeah, know? I love it. I love. It. So, do yeah. you, uh, do, John? Do you live in the Bay Area? Oh yeah, I just, I'm. 
I'm like Sean. I was born here. I was born in Children's Hospital. It doesn't. It's not even there anymore. I was born on California Street at Children's Hospital. I lived in the Bay Area my whole life. I lived in the Haight Ashbury with the hippies. I'm surrounded by the hippies, and um, you know, I spent my whole life in San Francisco. Yeah, I love it. Fabulous. It's the best city on earth. Yeah, it's it's the best. I mean, it's cold right now, but it's not like New York cold. It's not that like disgusting, awful, horrifying cold. It's like it's polite cold. So. Um, that's what I love about San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. it's not too bad here. Um, so, folks, just to reiterate, um, go to The Marsh. Get your tickets. Where do folks get tickets for your play? Themarsh.org. Hashtag The Marsh. Spelled like it sounds. Uh, it just got extended to... Um, it just got extended to February 2nd. And But, you know, check out the website because, uh, you know, just just to make sure you know what, when to come and, and, and how much it costs. There are all sorts of discounts available. It's, it's, it's one of those places where it's like we don't turn away anybody. If you want to see it, you'll get in. And uh, it's got a bar so you can drink and you can have a good time. The show's uh, 85 minutes long, and um, it's, it's, it's been fun. It's been a great, great show to do, and so I really enjoy entertaining the audience. And I just love you to come see it. And I think it's holiday. I think it's – I kind of want kids to come. Because yes, yes. like their kids, because these boys are all like really into war stuff, you know, like war movies, and that's what it's all about. It keep. I have one kid come twice, and a parent who's brought. Um, he came with his wife, and then he brought his kid back. Um, you know, so it's like you know, so if you're a 13 year old boy, you're going to sit right in. All right. Well, all you- the 13 year old boys listen to House of Pride. Yes, yes, and uh, we'll. I'll let you know when we give those two tickets away. Thank you for um, extending. That's yeah. very generous. Extending two tickets to House of Pride to give away. Um, we'll go try to do that right after we get off the phone with you. Thank you, thank you. Thank okay, great. You. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you uh, and great learning a little bit more about you. Come on back in uh, 2019. But folks, right now, go online and reserve your tickets for this fabulous one-man tour de force. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. You're welcome. Let's have a nice round of applause for John you. Fisher. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye, John. Bye. Bye, Peter. Bye, John. All right. It is you. The light is shining on you, yeah. Miss... Gilmore. She's coming up, folks. She's going to be doing a live performance. She's going to stream it live on Facebook. It's Christina, Miss Ladybug, Gilmore, coming up in just three short minutes. You better work, bitch. You want to run with me? Sit in martinis. Look hot in a bikini. You better work, bitch. You want to live fancy. Live in a big mansion. Party in France. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. bitch.
wanna go with that hate? You wanna mess with that You better work, bitch. You wanna run the giddy? Sit in martinis. Look hot in a bikini. You better work, bitch. You wanna live fancy. Live in a big mansion. Party in France. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. Radio. It looks like Miss Ladybug, Christina Miss Ladybug Gilmore is ready to go. Is she ready out there, Raza? Yeah. All right. Without further ado, let's hear it, folks. We're streaming this live on Facebook. It is Christina Miss Ladybug Gilmore.
<laughs> right. I guess the song just keeps Miss going Lady on and on. Gilmore. Let's have a nice round of applause for Miss Lady Gilmore. Ah. Christina, Miss Lady Gilmore. <laughs> Folks, that was, uh, for those of you who are not connected, that was a live drag, classic drag performance by Christina. Thank you, honey. Oh, is the song still playing? Hey. <laughs> All right, we're back. House of Pride wrapping things up. Good job, honey. Thank you. When do you have any performances coming up? Yeah, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday at Club B&B, we're having a um, uh, a special event going on at Club B&B. I think we're gonna have a uh, fundraiser. No, I think it's a fundraiser. It's like a special. Christmas party? No, no, a, a little get together where uh, they're going to be lots of prizes and raffles and performances and uh, entertainment, and it's going to be nice. It's going to be a fun show, and uh, I'm going to be uh, performing. Yes, I am. Yours truly, Miss Ladybug Gilmore. All right. Going to be in the house next Wednesday, uh, December nineteenth at. Uh, it's from it's from four to eight. Okay. That's great. Well, you, we loved having you here. Thank you so much for performing. Raza, Thank how are you doing? Thank I'm doing you. fantastic. Thank you for being my co-host. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening on House of Pride Radio. So next week, we have another show for you. So tune in for um, uh, another whole um, another whole show of fabulous guests. Yay. Yes. All right. I'm just I'm just a little taken aback by that performance. I'm still recovering from the visual stimulation that I just yeah, uh, that was played like way <laughs> back in the '90s at the, at, at cables, mm-hmm. at, uh, 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 cables cables read back in the '90s, mm-hmm. and I haven't heard that song in a while. So I decided I might as well go ahead and perform that song. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's got the yeah, it's got the little hyper. Yeah. yeah, and I like that. It's exciting. Yes, I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look forward to. All right, last thoughts, Raza. Last thoughts. Well, I just think this was a fantastic show. All kinds of, a variety of performers, mm-hmm. uh, a variety of political, uh, you know, someone to, to speak for the people here. Yeah, sure. I love that. I yes, love that. So yeah. My friends are here. Just, it's, it feels like Christmas. Yeah, some of our, our guests didn't make it. Um, and so for Amori, we're going to get him next Wednesday uh, and talk about his new EP, which is charting really high. Went all the way to number one on Mass Record Pool. Uh, we're going to talk about that next uh, next Wednesday. And um, also, Camille Toe didn't make it, but maybe we should get him in there next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll have more exciting guests. So, folks, thank you for always being part of our family here on House of Pride Radio. Remember, we love you, and we love that you love us, too. And happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.
Yeah. 